Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the short book of 2 John and being challenged to watch our step. Now let's hear from Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, we are in the book of 2 John. I do have uh, one of our classic coffee mugs today. <laughs> it's probably the most talked about coffee mug I have in my arsenal. See what I did there? For those of you that are listening, it's a coffee mug that is half gun, half coffee mug, and it's got a, a imprint of the state of Texas on it. Um, so... I guess that fits, right? So anyway, I am a Texan. I grew, grew up, but that didn't grow up, but was born in San Antonio. So I guess that mug and I uh, have a connection in some way. Uh, we're in the book of Second John uh, this morning, uh, or whatever time of day it is when you're watching. Second uh, John chapter number one. There's really only one chapter. And we finished up verse eight yesterday. And it was our theme verse, really, for the book, Look to Yourselves. Watch your step. Uh, we want to make sure that what we know about Christ and what we know about His Word is what lives in us and what we uh, grow in and not to allow ourselves to become sidetracked by false teaching or even false application. Look at verse number 9 of our, of our chapter uh, the Bible says, whosoever transgresseth, transgresseth. So the, the prefix trans means to go across, like tra a transatlantic flight. It goes across the Atlantic. Uh, so to transgress, to go over, uh, progress, to move forward, regress, to go backward, transgress, to go over. So to, to transgress uh, God's law means to go over God's boundaries, to go beyond what God has told us to do. So the Bible says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. You know, stay with what you know the Bible says. Stay with what the Bible teaches about Jesus. Don't go beyond that. That's where the cults have gotten into so much trouble. They go beyond what the Bible says. Uh, they add to Bible revelation. No, we've got the complete canon of the Word of God in the Scripture. That's why the Bible says we earnestly contend for the faith once delivered. We don't have to go beyond it. There's no Book of Mormon that we have to add to it. Uh, there's no book, there's no Quran that came later. Uh, these are the inventions of men. No, the Bible is the authoritative word. So the Bible says, whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, the teaching about who Messiah is, the Bible says, he hath not God. So you can't at once claim to know God, but then not believe what the Bible says about Christ. Why? Because Jesus is the express image of God. Jesus is the expression of Christ. Uh, ex there goes my Syria. Sorry about that. Jesus is the expression of God. So if we abide not in what the Bible teaches about Jesus, then really what we're doing is rejecting God, the very message of Christ. Uh, the Bible says, He hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, uh, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. So what's the point? The point is that the Father has revealed himself 
to the world revealed his love revealed his purpose revealed his essence no man has seen the father at any time but if we have seen the son then we've seen the father so what does that mean that means that god has chosen to reveal himself to man in the person of the son so god the son is the way by which god has revealed himself to man how do we know god we know god through christ how do we know christ through the work of God's Holy Spirit in our life. That's how the Trinity works in your life. When you trusted Christ as your Savior, the Spirit of God came to live inside of you. The Spirit of God will always point to Jesus. That's why the job of the Holy Spirit is to illuminate the Word of God so that we can see what it means. And we know that the Bible is about Jesus. John 5, 39 teaches us that. Luke 24, verses 25 through 27 teach us that. So the Holy Spirit of God uses the Word of God to make the child of God understand and be more like the Son of God. That's sanctification. So the Spirit of God points to Christ. Christ points to the Father. God is revealed to us ever increasingly in and through the Word of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3. That's Romans chapter 8. That's really the Bible, that God has made himself knowable. And how do we know God? We know God in the person of Jesus Christ. So when we believe the doctrine of Christ, there's perfect symbiosis because this is what, this is how the Father has revealed the Son to us. Do you see why it's so important that we be correct theologically about who Jesus is? Do you see why it's so important that we believe that Jesus was all God and is all man? Both, uh, the, the hypostatic union, we talked about that yesterday. Can you see how deceptive those teachers were in John's day? They were somehow teaching, oh yes, we believe that Jesus had the spirit of Christ, we believe that the human Jesus was maybe indwelt by Christ, but certainly Jesus in the flesh was not God. See how that works? They're messing with the doctrine of Jesus the Christ. And it, by doing so, what, what are they doing? They're rejecting God because God sent us a message and his name was Jesus. So if we deny the message, we are denying God himself. And that's what John is driving at in verse number nine. Look at verse number 10. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine. Okay, so stop for a moment. Back in John's day, the way by people, the way by which people were instructed, the way by which people uh, were, were trained often in doctrine was through itinerant preachers uh, that would come into town and, and, and proclaim the word and, and teach we see that throughout the Bible, by the way. And, and, and one of the, the Bible principles uh, in a situation like that would be that itinerant preachers should be housed by, cared for by uh, just people like you and me, expressing biblical hospitality. Okay, a good example of that would be uh, in Luke chapter 10, where the Bible talks about Jesus sending out the 70 in Judea. Remember that? And he said, when you go into a city and someone lets you stay in their house, then peace be on that house and stay there as long as they'll allow you and preach the gospel. So what, what is Jesus doing? He's commending the hospitality of people that receive these gospel preachers and allow them to conduct ministry. 
So in John's day, the same thing was true, uh, that there was an expectation of hospitality among believers. That's why I think it's important for you uh, to use the stuff that God has given you to bless other people. Has God given you a nice home? Use it to host people. Has God given you a nice vehicle? Use it to transport people. Has God given you good resources? Use it to send me on vacation. I know, I mean, to, to help, help people in need. Uh, but use your resources for the Lord. And, and so John said, so when these teachers come to your home, then receive them and bless them and bring them forward on their journey. Uh, the next book that we'll talk about will be the book of Third John. And we'll talk a little bit more about what biblical hospitality entails. But watch the warning of verse number 10. Because in this verse, it says, If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine. So if somebody comes to your town, itinerant preacher, and he's not preaching the unadulterated doctrine of the deity of Christ, Christ God, man, the full picture of who Jesus is, if he's not teaching that, then the Bible says, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. So in other words, don't have any part in bringing his ministry forward. Don't say, well, you know, he's sincere, so we'll just give him a love offering and, and help him along the way. And, you know, 95% of what he says is really good. He's off a little bit about this section about Christ, but no, don't do that. Understand that when someone's preaching false doctrine, the last thing you want to do is fertilize that. When someone is not speaking to others the truth about Jesus, then you don't want to wish them Godspeed. You don't want to say, boy, I really hope God blesses your ministry. I hope you have safety on the road. And I hope you get to a lot more houses and towns where you can share that message. No, that would not be a good thing to wish upon them. So don't. Don't, don't pray for their success. They don't need success. They need repentance. Uh, Paul dealt with that back in his day with the churches of Galatia where these people came in that were Judaizers, so they were Jews, but they were Jews that claimed to have believed in Jesus as their Messiah. So that sounds like a good thing, right? They're Jews. They believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They believe that you ought to put your faith and trust in Him as Messiah. Well, that's good, right? Because most Jews rejected Jesus. But here's what they also said. But they said, but not only must you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, but, you know, Judaism is also uh, so important that you also need to embrace Judaism to be saved, which means you need to be circumcised. If you're a male, you need to keep the Mosaic law, abide by those ceremonial and civil laws of the Old Testament, and trust Jesus, then you will be saved. Now, there's the problem, isn't it? Because when we add anything to who Jesus is. When we add anything to the redemptive work that belongs to Jesus alone, then what have we done? We have dismantled all of it. So what is John saying? John is saying, oh, be careful. Be careful that you are championing a, the, the, the correct view of Jesus, both in what you say and how you live, and then in the ministries that you endorse. I would say that be very careful about where you send your money. Be very careful about the ministries that you endorse and the doctrines that you hold to. Why? Because what we say about Jesus means all the difference.
So let's guard, guard that doctrine in your own life. Guard that teaching by disseminating it yourself, by preaching, by teaching, by guarding. And certainly be careful that the deceiver does not change what you think and believe about Jesus. So we've been on this for a couple days now, but it's just that important that we ourselves guard our doctrine about Jesus and that we endorse those that teach right about Jesus and don't support those. Now, I'm not saying be unkind, but certainly do not financially support those who do not teach what's right about Jesus Christ. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Hope you uh, have a great rest of your day and we will see you next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.